Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So the high school football season has officially began. So how about a, fi- a Friday appearance for the czar, Gary Hess? Hey, why not, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. Number eight, Douglas Freeman looking pretty good, Gary. A 45 to nothing win over Atley in which quarterback Cole Chizuk blossomed. Yeah, you know, he he put on a show last night uh, by all accounts I saw on social media. Uh, and, you know, and they have they have a bunch of kids back. They're in our top ten for a reason. Atley was a team that is supposed to be kind of middle of the pack to below, not terrible. But last night uh, I, I, I sent a note to uh, someone who was covering the game, and I said, does this say more about Freeman or more about Atley? And the answer was both. Yeah. <laughs> so Freeman looked great. Atley did not. Um, yeah, the Mavericks are going to be a team to watch this year. That's for sure. George Bland uh, does an outstanding job as the coach, and they're going to be a team to watch. Yeah, that was kind of the theme I noticed from last night was teams in the top ten taking care of business and looking great. Another one, number seven, L.C. Bird defeating James River. 45-12. to 45-12, and, and really jumped out. This one was over by halftime and uh, playing out the string in the second half. Uh, Troy Taylor's Skyhawks look the part as they now look ahead to next Thursday in the huge Battle of Chester game against Thomas Dale, which will be our season debut uh, for the game of the week, which will be on WRVA next Thursday. Thomas Dale should take care of business tonight playing at Cosby. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio, driving down Richmond Highway with the czar and the voice of high school football here on WRNL. So first win for new coach Phil Gross, Midlothian 21, Monacan 13. You know, Midlothian lost a bunch of seniors from a really a really good team last year. But uh, Chase Chambers, the quarterback, is back. They have some other pieces back on the line, skill kids. And uh, had 130 kids come out for the first day of practice. So uh, the program is really going strong at Midlothian. And uh, they looked apart last night, uh, overcame some opening jitters, and got the job done against Monacan 21 to 13. So the Trojans are off to a one and zero start. And uh, if they keep trending in that direction, I think you'll see them make an appearance sooner than later in our uh, uh, CBS six, nine, 10, the fan coaches poll. Gary, there was an emotional night at Meadowbrook as they faced off against Clover Hill. Explain that story to my audience. Yeah. So Meadowbrook has been on hard times, you know, the last uh, few years, uh, had a long losing streak of over 30 games, snapped that last year with a win over Tucker, but still went one and nine. They had a coaching change during the offseason, and Billy Rudd came in to coach that program. Now, Billy is a Meadowbrook guy, played there, was on the was the kicker and the punter on the state championship team back in 04, and uh, and has really been, you know, Meadowbrook's the Monarchs, and his, his motto has been restore the roar. Uh, at Meadowbrook, and there's been indications of good things, but then a horrible thing happened. Uh, they had a player uh, pass away after their scrimmage last week. 
uh, and that has really affected the program. But last night was an emotional night as they honored the life of this player, and they had opened at home against Clover Hill and went out and beat Clover Hill 32-13 in what had to be a very emotional night. And uh, I texted Coach Rudd this week, and I'll say it again, uh, you know, the coaching staff and the players and that whole community remains in our thoughts and prayers. While it was an emotional night and an emotional win, they're still dealing with stuff over at Meadowbrook. So, Gary, you begin your broadcast next Thursday and Friday on WRVA. So let's go through this Friday's local schedule. And I guess we should start locally with Lauren Johnson in Florida to face off against his alma mater, Miramar. It's been uh, fun seeing all the social media interaction of the whole team flying down to Florida and now playing Miramar, which is Lauren Johnson's alma mater. Uh, it's going to be very exciting to see how the Springers do in a showcase game against a great program from Florida. And you know how good the football is down in Florida. So a great measuring stick for the Springers uh, uh, tonight. Uh you know, and Dinwiddie wasn't able to handle it in Ohio last week, and Dinwiddie's still going to be really, really good. I'm going to be interested to see how the Springers stack up tonight, led by Christian Martin. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. You said it's a measuring stick. I mean, if they go down there and then get blown out, does that mean, hey, maybe they're not going to be state title favorites? No, it's a measuring stick, I think, of where the Springers um, are on a, on, a, on a more national scale. I think they are one of the state title contenders in Division Six, regardless of what happens tonight. What are the other Friday games we should hit on? You know, I think one's going to be interesting. Patrick Henry travels up to Louisa. That's a game to watch. Uh, the debut of new coach Earl Kinney at Mills Godwin as Goochland comes to short pump. Uh, I'm going to be watching. I want to wish uh, new coach Bryce Fritz at J.R. Tuckerwell as they travel up to Caroline. Uh, also, Hermitage with an out-of-town game. I mean, playing at home against an out-of-town opponent. Um, a 7-5-7 power in Oscar Smith. Uh, and Verina traveling down to the 757 uh, to play Indian River. Those are some of the games to watch tonight. And I also wanted to mention the uh, Thomas Jefferson Huguenot game tonight. Two city schools playing over at Huguenot High School. But uh, there is there has been a development there that that game will be played with no spectators. No spectators. No spectators. We're taking it back to COVID. Safety and priority after a social media post regarding the game. Now there wasn't a lot of other detail, but uh, you can imagine there was a social media post. School officials and Richmond police made the decision to move forward with the game, but have no spectators. Only people are going to be loud are uh, the players, the coaches, the band, the cheerleaders, staff, sponsors, and then there'll be plenty of safety, security, and police personnel there as well, but nobody else. That's kind of scary, man. Parking lot, school building's going to be closed. It's going to be locked down. And so um, I think they feel like they can they can safely play the game, but, but spectators are a variable they do not want to have to try to deal with as yeah. they try to do this. Well, I know we don't want to speculate, but what kind of social media posts? I mean, are we thinking like a bomb threat? I mean, why would they tell fans you can't come to that game? I don't know. Um, and it's I don't the season know. opener for these teams. I, I know. It's a season opener. It's the first game for Huguenot since the shooting outside the graduation at Altria Theater well, maybe that back has in to June. Do with it. You know, and I don't, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too yeah. much, but clearly that social media post was some kind of threat, and they, uh, they, the, 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 the RPS uh, security personnel huddled with Richmond police, and they made the decision that they can move forward with the game with no spectators because it becomes a more controlled situation, and that that whole 
property will be locked down. You won't even be able to get into the parking lot, uh, and the the field is behind the school. So uh, I, I think I think it'll be okay. But they're taking this very seriously. Well, you've done this for 30 years. Have you ever been to a game with no spectators before? I guess during COVID maybe that happened or no? I think there were games during COVID. I think by the time they – no, because by the time they played, uh, the 2020 season was delayed to the spring of 21. And by the spring of 21, they were were limited to like 30% capacity. So it wasn't no spectators. You know, it – you know, it almost reminds me of, you know, going to some of these other, you know, sports that don't draw a lot of spectators, you know, going to a JV softball game or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it's it's a serious situation, and, you know, I give them credit for taking it seriously. It's a shame for those kids that their first game of the year and the first game under a new coach at Huguenot and a lot of excitement surrounding the program that there won't be any fans there tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Gary, appreciate you stopping by. So every week we have the CBS 6, 9, 10, the fan coaches poll. But I saw Richmond Times-Dispatch trying to copy you guys, came out with their own poll. Are there any differences in the two top tens? There's a few uh, at the very bottom. I believe Hermitage is in their top ten. They didn't quite make it in ours. Um, and then uh, I noticed at the top, uh, it was it was the same at the top top. But if I remember correctly, the Times-Dispatch poll had Trinity 4, Thomas Dale 5, Whereas ours sh- shook out with Thomas Dale four and Trinity five, so it's it's a, it's small differences, and those differences will become even less as the season progresses, and who the who the the teams are that should be ranked. You know, it, there's an element of darts to a dartboard, especially in the back half of the top ten, when it comes to a preseason poll. When you just there are things you know, and then there are a lot things you don't know i think you know there was some good 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 factual basis behind you know writing in holland springs at that number one line and dinwiddie two and having manchester thomasdale and trinity in whatever order you know up in that top five but you know you know certain teams it becomes a, a little more you know a little more guesswork darts on a dartboard a little bit so that will flush out but pretty similar um uh lane and coach chris and i all our voters in the Times Dispatch poll. So, uh, and we all cast ballots in the coaches poll as well. So, remind my audience one more time. So, your broadcast begins next Thursday and Friday on WRVA eleven forty. What are the games? Burdendale, the Battle of Chester on Thursday. Manchester at Highland Springs on Friday. It's going to be great. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, eight oh four football with uh, with Gary and Gary. I think that's exactly what's called eight oh four high school for HS football with Gary and Gary. Give us a like. Give us a follow. There's a lot of content on that page. You can follow uh, Coach Chris on Twitter, at Coach Chris, and me, at GSRVA. Um, my, uh, my, my profile on X um, becomes a little more uh, uh, busy and, um, and, and I, I, a lot more activity on that, on that profile once football games start. So uh, be on the lookout. We'll be posting scores tonight. Uh, and if the storms stay away, Gary and I might get together and do some content tonight. I love that. We should do this more often on a Friday. That was good stuff. Yeah, that was great. Appreciate it. Hey, have a great weekend. Thank you, man. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio.
naked in the rain Celebrate the insane It never goes my way Take a shot and fall short I don't get the support But I guess that's just life Someone go get me some more confetti I think I might have hit my peak already I don't know euphoria I would like to meet her someday Said Lali I don't know your story I would like to meet her someday Said I love you We don't get what we need We're all wrapped up in greed There's an ego to feed Yeah Wish I could press restart I don't mean to get dark But I guess that's just life yeah. Someone go get me some more confetti I think I might have hit bottom already yeah. I don't know euphoria I would like to meet her someday Say the love Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. That was a live performance from Weathers, an alt-rock band from Los Angeles. It's Cameron, Cameron, and Brennan. What's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for having us. Dude, thanks for coming down. That was an awesome performance right there. You know, let me start with this. I love hearing about the making of the band. So how did you guys come together? Oh, man. Um, So I think Brennan was the first to join. I didn't know any bass players, and so I went on Facebook and put out a bass players auditions thing, and uh, he was the only one that responded. <laughs> the only one. The only one. And um, but turns out he's actually pretty good. And plays, <laughs> and plays keys and sings. So I was like, well, that was lucky, you know. And then um, I met Cameron last. Uh, we actually had our like little high school band and we did a little battle of the bands. Oh, sweet. And he was actually the singer in his own band and we were competing against each other. And then I was like, well, I like what you do. Do you want to come <laughs> play with, with me? And then uh, 
kind of stole him. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's yeah. an awesome story right there. Um, so let's get into some of your music. So that was Say La Vie, of course. Uh, <laughs> obviously, because all, all you're saying was Say La Vie. <laughs> 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 uh, but you wanted to promote All Caps, which is one of mm-hmm. your new hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that song, we did a feature with uh, John uh, the Ghost, um, who's also in the main. And... Um, yeah, the song started out kind of like as a slower song, and then uh, John t- kind of took it and turned it into a more like upbeat, like fast-paced kind of thing, and it is what it is now. And uh, we asked him to sing on it, and he was like super stoked about the whole process, so he uh, was actually down to do it, which we were super surprised he said yes, and uh, it is what it is. So have you guys performed in Richmond before this weekend? I think this might be our first time in Richmond. Really? Yeah. Well, Richmond's got a really good music scene, so you'll be out at Canal Club, <laughs> 9.30 uh, tonight, and you'll be performing there as well. And so what are, give us a little preview of what uh, tonight's going to be like. Well, I wish I knew. <laughs> um, it's probably going to be a lot of high energy. There's some good bands playing, and um, you know, we just we just like to party. That's what I say pretty much every show. Is we probably just get sweaty. Up there. You know. It's gonna get hot for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the Canal Club has AC or not, or if it's strong mm, enough. That venue doesn't scream air conditioning when it's called Canal Club. I don't know why. <laughs> it I used to go there in college because I went to school here in Richmond at VCU, and mm-hmm. when you went to Canal Club, you didn't really remember what you saw, but you had a great time. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was kind of the theme right there. Nice. Uh, the drinks are flowing, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so this is the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105. 1FM. And so, of course, I was trying to get to know you guys last night doing a little research, and I came across your number one song on Spotify, Happy Pills. And that meant a lot to me because I feel like I'm on Happy Pills right now because my favorite football team just got rid of the devil, Dan Snyder, who was the owner for 24 years, mm-hmm. ruined this franchise. And week after week, I say I'd watch a game on Sunday. And I'd be depressed on Monday morning because he just tortured us. And this team had no chance to be any good. So when I heard that song, I was like, that resonates with me the way I'm feeling right now. I'm on a high right now for the Commanders. And preseason's gone well. The season starts in just a few weeks. So give me a little bit of the background behind the song Happy Pills. Oh, man. Happy Pills. Jeez. That song we wrote in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was the second song we'd ever released, and it was the first time I think we were ever played on the radio in Los Angeles, and we were uh, so ecstatic. We literally um, got like a tweet, or someone had tweeted at like uh, uh, Ted Stryker at K-Rock down there, and like he played the song but we had no idea that it was getting played so we all looked at each other and we were like are we on the radio right now and we like sprinted out to our car <laughs> and um turned on the radio and caught d- just the very tail end of it and yeah. we were running around the parking lot thinking we had made it big yeah. <laughs> little do we know yeah <laughs> we're hanging out with weathers here in studio live and local here on 910 the fan we've got cameron the lead vocalist cameron the guitarist and uh, Brennan, so Cameron, you were telling me that you're a big sports fan, especially when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, I'm a big NBA guy. So who is your team that you like to root for? Well, sadly, it's been like the Phoenix Suns my whole life. Which okay. It's been a rough road <laughs> until recently. But um, yeah, because my favorite era was like that 
2005-2008 Suns with Steve Nash on the team. Amari Stoudemire, yeah. the best Sean pick and Marion. roll in the history of yeah, the NBA. Yeah. Well, now you guys are going to be good again. I mean, you got to the finals a few years ago. You yeah. bring in uh, Chris yeah. Paul. That experiment didn't work out the way you no. kind of wanted it to. But now you had Bradley Beal, who I'm really familiar with as a guy that was from Washington. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to go because you got three ball dominant players on the starting five now. So, well, it's going to come mean, down to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean he's good actually off ball with the Warriors and stuff like that. But we'll see. Yeah, well they got to stay healthy. I think that's going to yeah. be the big problem right there. And their depth. Yeah. Camera <laughs> yeah, breaking it down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Big sports fan. We love to hear that. <laughs> it's real quiet from Brendan and I. Right? <laughs> I used to go to Laker games when I was a kid, and I love watching basketball. But that's about that's yeah. about it. <laughs> so when you were growing up, who were a few you know artists that you looked up to? Oh man. Well, actually, we were just talking earlier about um, my infamous green day phase that i went through which is what made me want to start a band jesus you know? of suburbia oh my god <laughs> yeah uh yeah man i went through a green day phase i did the eyeliner and the the black clothes and the vest and all that dude and, i bet uh, you could pull that off i did <laughs> i i have no luck i have no luck i've been thinking should i be painting my fingernails should i be going all in might as well dude. yeah, yeah right? Why not? you guys have a good look yeah. like, <laughs> way but, better what i'm wearing <laughs> i got really into the killers and stuff too uh like hot fuss and and sam's town and stuff really um really was what like drove my passion for like songwriting and music and stuff so yeah i don't know brandon what's your story how did you get into music Oh man, um, my dad played bass uh, for like a hair metal band in college that didn't really go anywhere. But uh, I just started kind of playing bass after a while, and he he introduced me to like all sorts of music, anything from forties to like nineties, all over the spot. So I just had this this broad spectrum of music to kind of like learn from and experience from an early age. Love to hear that. So you guys came to the right studios here. We just threw a festival last weekend. We had AWOD's Football Festival. Oh, nice. It was our first ever event uh, kicking off the football season. It was awesome. I was on stage for about an hour, and I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, <laughs> I can do the radio show because nobody's looking at me. You know, I, I can talk smack. You know, I can call out coaches, say Ron Rivera should be fired, and I feel like there's no backlash. But when I'm on stage, I got the nerve. So I don't know how you guys do it, man. <laughs> That's the exact opposite for me. See, when I'm like talking to someone or like in a social situation, that's when I clam up. But on stage is when I let like totally let loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by. If you uh, need any late spots to like go out and meet ladies or get some drinks, I'm your guy for that. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where can people get in touch with you and like kind of listen to your music and and really you know learn more about the band? Yeah. I Anywhere, honestly, um, like Instagram is a big one for us. Um, us, you know, we're all over Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. So. Yeah, most of our social tags are going to be Weathers Band, um, but besides that, it's just Weathers on Spotify and all that. Yeah, L love that. So you will be out at the Canal Club nine thirty. So uh, let's take a listen to all caps. How about that? Let's do it. <laughs> Why you always mess with my head? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. I saw you in a picture with them. 
But last night you stayed at my house And I call no answer I know you're out I saw you with them Don't know how Oh, you could say Relax, I was gonna text back My phone died, oh, I left it in the cabin Same shit, just a different thread Might be better off if I left it on red And I love who we were last week you see his name and forget about me And one ring and you don't call back Ask me where I'm at so I wrote back in all caps Why you always mess with my heart And kick it while it's still on the ground And how come every time you say you can't make it uh, I can't help but thinking about you waking up to somebody else Somebody else And I call no answer I'm freaking out I saw you dancing Hurts like hell When you say relax I was gonna text back My phone died or I left it in the cabin Same shit, just a different thread Might be better off if I left it on red And I love who we were last week you see his name and forget about me And one ring and you don't call back I see where I'm at so I wrote back in all caps Why you always mess with my head? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out And I call no answer I know you're out I saw you with them Don't know how Say, relax, I was gonna text back My phone died or I left it in the cabin Same shit, just a different thread Might be better off if I left it on red And I love who we were last week You see his name and forget about me And one ring and you don't call back Ask me where I'm at so I wrote back in all caps Yeah, I'm just trying to figure all this out so I wrote, I wrote. Woo! Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, nice meeting you too. Yeah. Thanks for having us. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 1051 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Virginia Tech Hokies. All Hokies games can be heard all season long right here on 910 The Fan. And it's time to go around the ACC. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Wes Durham. What's going on, Wes? Adam, how you been, man? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, I'm excited for the start of the college football season, and I know ACC Network has announced Saturday primetime game schedule for the first three weeks, and it begins with Old Dominion at Virginia Tech. Wes, what did you make of that game last season when the Hokies lost <laughs> to the Monarchs? Yeah, no, the second time in, what, three the last three tries, right? right yeah. ODU's been able to win the game, so... No, we're excited to be in Blacksburg next Saturday night and looking forward to the game. And I think it's interesting. I think the Ollie Jennings story in particular is very interesting. But 
um, you know, the relationship with Ricky Ronnie and, and Brett Pry has been documented, obviously, in your area and things of that nature. But I think that the way you look at it with, with Virginia Tech, there's so many different things to look at from a you know perspective standpoint. Uh, you can look at the number of games last year that they were close but couldn't close in. Uh, you know, where are the areas of strength? You look in their secondary. You like what you see there. So we got a lot on our plate to get into next Saturday night in addition to the game. But the bigger picture for Virginia Tech, I think there's a, a lot of intrigue about where the Hokies are going to find themselves in this ACC. What do you make of Coach Pry announcing that Grant Wells is the starter, but they will scheme up ways to get Chiron Drones onto the field every week? You know, Adam, I'm, I'm color me not surprised. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I'm just one of those guys that believes that when you do that, I'm not one of these dudes that also believes if you play two, it doesn't mean you have one. I'm just the guy that says, you know what? If you see a value in playing both guys, you play both guys. Um, as you know, I did Georgia Tech for a long time on radio, and I remember one night Georgia Leary played three quarterbacks. <laughs> so I believe anything can happen in today's college football offensively. And if the Hokies feel like that Kyron Drones gives them a real shot and there's some positivity there, then I'm not surprised we're going to see him next Saturday. And I think we might see him early. You might see him in a red zone. You might see him in another scenario. But bottom line is he's a talented kid, and you got to see him on the field at some point. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's an extra thing for defenses to have to scheme up to try to contain his speed. It's Wes Durham with us here on the Hadi Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, and you'll be calling ACC Network primetime games paired with Tim Hasselback and Taylor Tannenbaum. How excited are you for that awesome booth? Well, it'll be a great fun. Uh, did a couple games last year with Tim, which was a, a nice peek into what the primetime show is. And uh, certainly with Taylor coming down to join us on sidelines from PM, that helps. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited. And what a terrific environment to get started in, you know, next Saturday night, obviously, in Blacksburg. Yeah, let me ask you just a, a random question. When you go to Blacksburg, what are a few things that you try to do either before or after the game? <laughs> well, after the game, it's typically catch a plane. Yeah. Um, the uh, because of what I'm trying to do on Sundays. Although obviously I won't have a game next Sunday, so we can hang around a little bit afterwards. I, I enjoy because my first job out of college, Adam, was at Radford. Yeah. Um, I always like you know going back to you know places just to check in, things like that. Robert Lindeberg, the athletics director at Radford, is a longtime friend and. So I always try and visit there. But at the same time, too, Bill Roth, who's back doing the games now in football, you know, he and I have known each other since the late 80s when he started at Virginia Tech and I was at Radford. So it's always great to see BR and Burnup and those guys. I just enjoy the environment in Blacksburg. When I was at Radford those three years, I was able to see a game or two at Lane Stadium in, in kind of like the formative years of Frank Beamer and just really respected kind of how they were going about their business. And then I worked with Dave Brain and, Jeff Bourne, who's the AD at James Madison, they came to Atlanta in the late 90s is, uh, when Dave became the AD at Georgia Tech. And so there's some ties in that area that are really important to me. And um, and I enjoy always going back there. I, you know, football, basketball, either one, it's, it's always a great time to go to Southwest Virginia. I love to hear that. And we love Bill Roth. He joins us every Wednesday at 1.30 for the Cowan Gates Hokies update. And, you know, me and you spoke at ACC kickoff, talked a little bit right. about Clemson. What's the latest on their quarterback, Cade Klubnick? How's he looked in practice leading up to the start of the season? Yeah, I was doing Sirius XM's ACC uh, today, this morning with Eric McClain. And, all the reports are good on Klubnik. Now, I think, you know, we're going to find out more as it unfolds in the first couple of weeks, but 
you know, Kate Klubnick now is uh, is a different kid than he was a year ago. There's a lot more presence about him. Uh, I think Clemson offensively with Garrett Riley there, I, I think we're in for some real stuff with Clemson now. If, if Klubnick and Riley mesh as well as been reported, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch the Tigers because defensively we already know they've got players, right? I mean, they got two of the best linebackers in the country, uh, one of the top freshman defensive linemen. So if, if everybody didn't get their chance last year, I'm not sure you're going to get much of a chance this year. Um, if, if those guys can, can take it at full potential. I, the, the real question for me is, is kind of what's the in-season stuff that Clemson has to deal with? Injuries, things of that nature. You know, how do matchups work for them when they get to the big game? And we're all pointing to late September in Florida State's visit, and I think that's fine, Adam. But Clemson's got to be one of those steadily improving football teams during the year to be in the national picture. And I, I think for some reason, Dabo kind of likes being in this position a little bit where Florida State's ranked ahead of them to start and that kind of thing. And it, I think you're going to see Clemson kind of emerge as the season goes. And the Labor Day night game at Duke will be really interesting because the Blue Devils are kind of resetting things defensively a little bit. Offensively, we know how good Riley Leonard is. But Clemson on Labor Day night could make a real statement nationally. And Duke is not the Duke team of, you know, a decade ago, right? Right. Uh, Maybe 12, 15 years ago. This is a program that won nine games last year, that David Cutcliffe did a remarkable job in his decade of work and change, setting a kind of a temperament for. And I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and see how Clemson takes that ball game, uh, what now, what, a week from, uh, what, to a week from Monday night, how they take that game and uh, and kind of set their bar for the season, too. It's Wes Durham with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. He'll be calling ACC Network primetime games, beginning with Old Dominion at Virginia Tech and then Southern Miss at Florida State. The question is, will Florida State be undefeated by the time you call that game, Wes? Yeah, that's um, a little quick programming note, Adam. That's going to be a game where we're in Chapel Hill. There's a quadruple header on ACC Network that day. And Tim and I are going to be in Chapel Hill that day for Carolina Appalachian State. Uh, there'll be another crew working the uh, working the Florida State Southern Miss game. I like Florida State. I'm just not sure that when they see Clemson, uh, where they're going to be. The, the LSU game, to me, is really important nationally, although it's almost irrelevant in the ACC, if that makes sense, right? Because of the way the schedule and the division players now is gone in the ACC. But I think it'll be fun to watch and see just how Florida State fires out of the gate against LSU. And now given all the other stuff, Adam, off the field, that feels like a really big game for Florida State, doesn't it? I mean, bigger than what we were making it out to be. Now that they've got this, you know, disenchantment, at least publicly with parts of the ACC and some of that stuff, I I think it's really interesting that the incidental pressure put on Mike Norvell uh, that's emerged in this process. Wes Durham, working for ACC Network, will be calling games this season. And uh, I'm wondering, UNC, will their defense be able to get stops or will Drake May (laughs) be forced to win all these kind of shootouts like Caleb Williams at USC last season? Yeah, the real question nationally is, can Southern Cal and North Carolina tackle? Right? Can they put people <laughs> on the ground? Um, I, um, I, am, uh, I think Carolina will be good offensively if Tez Walker is ruled eligible. I think they'll be electric on offense. Uh, knowing a little bit about what Chip Lindsey likes to do, 
I think it's going to be interesting to see how the tight ends, who are all very talented, three of them, emerge in this process. Uh, also, don't forget Carolina's got four running backs. So Drake May's best friend sometimes on third and two might not be throwing it down the field vertically. It might be handing the ball to George Petway, Marion Hampton, Caleb Hood, or British Brooks. And I didn't even mention Elijah Green, did I? Yeah. I mean, think about it. They got five guys they could hand the football to. Um, you know, hell, if, if that's the way we're thinking, they might want to go wishbone a couple snaps. I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there's all sorts of different variations that Carolina could be offensively. But here's the one precursor to some of this. Josh Downs was a guy and a half on every snap. Josh Downs was a guy that cleared the field for everybody else. Who's going to be that guy that clears the field for Carolina this year? And I, I think that's a really big question going in their first game in Charlotte. Wes, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to join the show today. Adam, take care. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your last weekend off, man. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. You're listening okay. to AWOD Radio later. here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Spend your afternoons with Adam Epstein. AWOD Radio, every weekday at noon on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105.1 FM. Got the Zach Attack producing the show. Happy Friday, Zach. Cheers. Yep. Got any weekend plans? I know we're both going to try to get out to the Canal Club to see Weathers. Dude, are they the best or what? They were just so cool. It's I feel cool like we, we met a young Green Day. <laughs> well, that was one of Cameron's major influences yeah. as a kid. He had the... Uh, the eyeshadow and he, the checkered outfits and black ties and all that stuff. I, I'm I'm serious. I might start dressing up like that. With the they've got great style. They, I mean, my, I told they just I, look like rockers. I did. Uh, um, they came on the alt show with me. Yeah, and I was like, you guys are so lean and young and cool looking. I'm trying to remember if I was ever all of those things, all of those things at once in I my know. life. The lead singer had a dope shirt that was unbuttoned with like a wife beater underneath or yeah. a white tee, and he. It just looked like he's just swimming in it. Yeah, <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> like my, he's got game. He's got so much game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did so did. Uh, I mean, all three of them really yeah. looked like and they have game. And you didn't even meet the the drummer Christian, and he's awesome too. Yeah, yeah, I know. They so. all have great style, but you'd expect that from LA kids, you know? Yeah, no, you're right about that. But how cool is it to bring back old school radio? And to get a band to come in here yeah. and perform live. Who cares that it's sports radio? It's just, there's something about live radio that is awesome, where it's anything can happen. And it's cool to have young artists like that yeah. who have a big hit, who could be complacent, but they get it and they give back to radio. So it's exciting when that happens. Yeah. And they definitely, they definitely showed the love. I mean, we got them to perform two songs, and it sounded like we were in a full professional studio in L.A., in Hollywood, it was just awesome, man. If I get if the Squirrels game wraps up early tonight, because I'm producing that, yeah, um, I will definitely get down to Canal Club and check that out. Well, hit but me up if you're gonna you go. go in plus one on the band guest list tonight. Yeah, because DJ Dukesta wants to come. <laughs> DJ Dukesta, yeah, he he was texting me during that during that segment, and he was uh -huh. like, oh, he was losing his mind. They're good, dude. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but I did want to get to my non-sports story of the day, and we'd love to do the bit here on AWOD Radio. Are you all the way in? Or are you all the way out? Oof. And there we have the ding and the dong, right? <clears throat> I am, as of August 24th, 2023, I am out on Dick's Sporting Goods. Whoa. I'm out. <laughs> For 15 years, 
Dick's Sporting Goods was my favorite department store. Are they a sponsor? No, and and, and you know what? They never will be because I don't support a product that I don't like. All right? All right? I love Luster by Adolph. I love Kitchen 33. I, I love Cap Ale. I won't support your BS. And that's what Dick's was last night. Oh, no. I'm out on Dick's Sporting Goods. So let me give you a little history here. Growing up, my first favorite department store was Toys R Us. I was obsessed with Toys R Us as a kid. My grandfather, Papa Norman, RIP, lost him, had this great bit where he would come like once a year and he would bring us to Toys R Us and he would grab a cart and he would say, fill it up, unlimited. Seriously? Unlimited. It was Christmas in June when Papa Norman came to visit. <laughs> and I loved it. We'd go down every aisle. And, you know, I was always into math, so I like to tell him. I would be like, hey, Papa Norman, is this too expensive? Can I still get this? It's going to go over my budget. And he would say, no, unlimited. Fill like, the cart. Fill the cart. And it was the greatest trip ever. And I'd get, you know, my mom would throw a couple books in there, but I'd fill it with video games and toys books. and movies and DVDs. They had books at Toys R Us? Oh, yeah. Of course they do. They had everything. They had everything under the sun at Toys R Us. And you know what? Corporate America took my baby away. Toys R Us got screwed, went bankrupt, and I had to find a new department store, right? I had to find a new store where I felt like I was at home. And that became. GameStop, right? Because after Toys R Us, I was around the age where I was all into video games. Mm -hmm. I was a gamer. I was a sports nerd. So I was playing FIFA, Madden, 2K every single year. And I felt like a kid in a candy shop when I went to GameStop. I'd sit there on the little display games and play whatever the hell they had there. And then I'd look at all the games and I'd go through all the systems. You know, ooh, what do they have on PlayStation 1? What do they have on GameCube? I didn't even have a Sega Genesis, but I wanted to keep up what was hot on Sega Genesis. Did you ever get Genesis. to fill up the cart at GameStop? No, no, never did. That was Imagine only that. a Toys R Us bit. It fit a lot in a cart. Oh, believe me, I know. You know how many... American Girl dolls and Barbies. My sister got at Toys R Us. You should have seen. My cart was the most manly kid cart ever. My sister's cart was all pink. It was all pink. And she probably loved the Barbie movie. But then, of course, GameStop wasn't as cool when everyone's buying games online. Ruined that store. And that became the point where I became obsessed with dicks. Because... I was in high school, I was playing basketball, soccer, tennis, backyard football, anything that was a competition I was in. And I, of course, had to buy new socks, new shoes. You needed to be outfitted. I, I loved, loved in high school to buy Under Armour. And, and I'm talking about like the tight Under Armour that like wraps <laughs> your body and shows off every jelly roll that you have. All right. And uh, that was my favorite thing was to shop Under Armour at Dick's and you know, you could get a new basketball there. I actually vividly remember after my bar mitzvah, went with my bar, my bar mitzvah money with my dad, we bought a new basketball hoop at Dick's. Sweet. It's like one of the best purchases I got. Great smell, too, when you oh walk in. And it was, a, it was a glass backboard. We bought a chain net. I mean, I was chingy out there with my chain net playing backyard <laughs> basketball. It was so awesome. Uh, so I went to Dick's yesterday. And it's been a long time since I went to Dick's. You know, everyone shops online now. But I needed new pickleball gear, right? Oh, God. I, I needed some new shorts and a, a couple of nice shirts <laughs> and maybe some new socks. And so I go to Dick's, and it sucks now. It just sucks. It's, and if you've been there, you know it sucks, and it's not the way it used to be. Everything, everything is overpriced. It is impossible to find something cheaper than $35. $35. The material is overrated. You know what the worst part was? 
And I and there's an article. If you look it up, Dix had like a terrible first quarter, mm-hmm. their worst in 15 years. I know why. Because it sucks. Mm-hmm. And here's why it sucks. Because they must have had to cut staff. And so you can't find help. I'm waiting outside the fitting room for 15 minutes to try on a damn pair of shorts. I'm waiting out there. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to get pickleball socks. Yes. Every single time I'd ever gone to Dick's, they had an unbelievable clearance rack for like $10 or $15. I asked them, where's the clearance rack? They said, oh, we already shipped out that old clothes. It's in Chesterfield now. I don't want to go to Chesterfield to find a clearance rack. They cut staff. I had to wait to get help. And then I'm ready to get my uh, to make my purchase. Oh, the line was 15 minutes because they only had one guy working the cashier system. Everyone else is walking around doing nothing. You know, this one guy, is he's literally, he's working on his golf swing instead of helping customers. He's on the sim. Dick's has lost its fastball. It's just a store now that is filled with expensive things. That's what they're good at. When you walk in, they've got everything on display. It makes you look like you want to purchase everything, and then nothing's cheap. It's all overpriced, and that's what it is. It's, that's why they're screwing up right now. Because everyone wants to shop online, they filled their store with clothes and, and items, sporting goods, that nobody wants. You know what? I wanted to get sunglasses, too. I was like, you know what? These are a cheap pair. For pickleball. Yeah, for pickleball. I'm playing in the sun. I was looking at hats, too. I found this nice pair of sunglasses. I'm thinking, these are cheap. They're, I mean, they're going to bend and break. $38. $38! I'm so out on Dick's sporting goods. I'm, I will never go back to Dick's in person again. If I want the dicks, I'll go online for dicks. All right? Believe me, I will go online for that good dick sporting goods product, but I'm not going to visit the store ever again. If you feel the same way, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back.